Hi there, welcome to your podcast for college Catholics where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick. Today I will answer the question of one of our listeners. Nick is a college student from Ohio and he asks about how to avoid judgmental and critical thoughts. So here's the audio of his question. Hey, Father Patrick. Um, I wanted to ask you how to deal with thoughts that are judgmental and critical of others. The thoughts are often unintentional, but I would like to avoid them or prevent them from lingering if I can. Do you have any advice? Thanks so much for taking my question. Thank you so much, Nick, for sending me your question. Just as a clarification, because Nick is in college, his concerns refer primarily to college situations, roommates, and so forth. However, I will not be answering him exclusively, but to you too, whether you're in college or not. So the principles behind my suggestions, I think, apply to any other situation in life as well. But first, let us look at what our Lord says in the Holy Scriptures. There are two similar passages, but they contain different perspectives. One is in Luke chapter 6, verses 36 through 37, and there our Lord says, Be merciful, just as also your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now the other passage is from St. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, and there our Lord says, Stop judging, that you may not be judged. For as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? So up to there, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, those two verses or uh, quotes are very similar, but they add a little extra information in one of them. So first of all, I'd like to make a clarification, and that is that our Lord is not forbidding us to use absolutely our capacity to judge others. In fact, judging is part of our nature. And many times we're actually required to make an assessment or judgment of what other people are doing in order to praise them or to imitate them or maybe to report them or to correct them in a fraternal and kind way. So this is why Jesus himself, in the second of those quotes that I said, said a couple of verses after the text, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, and then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. That is, it's okay then to try to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. That is correct on certain occasions. It is okay in certain occasions then to judge your neighbor, but you should first remove, quote-unquote, the beam from your own eyes first, right? So, just to help clarify then, there's an example of, the, uh, of this in the letters of St. Paul, particularly the letter to the Galatians, where St. Paul tells us that St. Peter had been eating with non-Jewish Christians without a problem until some stricter Jewish Christians came along 
And as St. Paul says, I quote, he began to draw back and separated himself from the non-Jewish Christians because he was afraid of the circumcised, that is, of the Jewish Christians. Right? So not only did St. Paul judge his outward actions, but also his intention, and then proceeded to correct St. Peter openly and in public. So the conclusion is that sometimes it may be correct to judge. However, the thoughts or judgments that we are told are wrong are those that are done rashly, without enough knowledge of the situation, or jumping to conclusions, condemning maybe others out of envy, or condemning others when we deserve to be condemned several times over. Jesus gives this simple example of the beam and the splinter, as we read before. So if you see your neighbor doing something wrong, why do you criticize him, whether in your thoughts or in your words, if you are doing something that is much worse? Maybe not another area, but worse nonetheless. So now let us answer Nick's question more directly. How to avoid those judgmental thoughts that are typically rash and unfair? To this end, uh, first of all, a, a good example will be helpful. I think might be helpful. So, of course, we need to understand a little bit the situation that I'm going to present. St. Francis Xavier was a Jesuit missionary, right? He lived from 1506 to 1554. He was uh, originally from the north of Spain. He joined St. Ignatius of Loyola. He was a missionary to the Far East. And after his death, he was canonized and he was declared a patron of all missions because he was a missionary to all in India, all the Far East, right? Um, and even reaching to Japan. When he did that, he was given the authority of papal nuncio or papal legate or, or uh, sent by the Pope, right, with a special title. And while he was in India which was like the hub or the headquarters of all his activity, he established a Jesuit community and started a Jesuit college, the College of St. Paul, where the candidates to the priesthood could study. However, because he was busy, busy visiting the missions, uh, he asked help to his superiors back in Europe to send someone to help him out. And that's when Father Antonio Gomez was sent as a rector of the college directly appointed without asking St. Francis Xavier about it, right? So when he arrived, Father Antonio Gomez, who had a vast education and experience in running schools back in Europe, looked down on St. Francis Xavier. And without even meeting or communicating with him, he considered all his work good for nothing and basically changed it all around. He even spoke to others poorly of St. Francis Xavier even within the same religious community. So this lamentable attitude of Father Gomez sprung from his rashly formed critical thoughts, his judgments about St. Francis Xavier. Because not only did he look down on St. Francis before even knowing him, but he didn't make the effort to talk to him to discuss and understand why he had applied certain policies and not others. Right? Now, 
Today, very few people know who Father Antonio Gomez is. But St. Francis Xavier is a great saint and has been declared patron of all the missions. So that's a good example of how and why not to be too rash in your judgments about other people. Anyway, so here are my recommendations then. I'm sure that there are more ideas that uh, one could share, but here I will talk about some basic principles and some basic ideas. First of all, the first thing you should do is to pray to God for the grace to avoid these negative thoughts. It is not easy, if it is at all possible, to avoid all negative thoughts, right? However, with the grace of God, it can get much better because what is impossible for you becomes possible with God's help. Because as the angel of God said to the Virgin Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, nothing will be impossible for God. Right? So nothing is impossible for God. That's, that's why we have to pray for the grace of God to help us avoid all these judgmental thoughts. Now another uh, idea to have in mind is that just as our Lord said in the gospel, Matthew 7, verse 2, as you judge, so will you be judged. And the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. So it is very helpful to remember that you will also be judged one day similarly or with the similar principles with which you are judging, right? So if you are merciful in your judgments, God will be merciful to you in the last judgment. But if you're severe or strict in judging others, God will be strict with you as well. So while we shouldn't be naive or enabling others to do evil actions, we should try to be understanding and forgiving in our judgment. Another good idea is to try to know the person you're judging a bit better. Like, try to put yourself in their shoes. For example, ask yourself, do you know the background or their cultural or family differences? They are, I'm sure they are not from the same place you came from. And they are, I'm sure they don't have the same type of family you have, the same siblings, the same parents. And that allows for differences. Another principle to have in mind is not to listen to negative gossip. Right? In that sense, this is a very, a very helpful practice. Not to listen to negative criticism about others as that will increase your negative perspective about people, making it actually more difficult to prevent critical thoughts. Just imagine if you're always hearing negative stuff about your roommate. How can you possibly think well of him? Now, if you, here's another uh, good idea. Can you try to think something positive about that other person? If you haven't read The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, I would encourage you to read that simple and fun book. There, uh, Lewis shows that many times it is the devil who insinuates these negative thoughts. He exaggerates negative qualities in your roommates or your friends or your family members or someone else in order to create animosity and dissension and even hatred, dislike, rejection. Needless to say, he tries to hide the good qualities on the other hand. 
So when we recognize the devil's presence in our thoughts or in our judgments, we should immediately reject any of his suggestions. So one way is to try to think on positive things or qualities that that person has and center more on that idea and thank God for that good that you see in that other person. And if you want, like, praise God that someone has good qualities that you maybe don't have. Another idea is to try to talk to that person which you are negatively thinking about, right? It might be true that there is something wrong that the other person is doing. Maybe they're very noisy with their music or very loud or they don't clean up after themselves in the kitchen or the bathroom and you have to put up with all that mess. Maybe they're always criticizing people or very self-centered and you might be right in your critical thought. So then, instead of pondering unnecessarily on their wrongdoing to no effect and getting upset or angry about it, maybe, of course, if it's prudent and if it's your place to do so, try talking to that person and see if there's any way that they can do better. Maybe they were not aware that that they were doing something that uh, affected you. Maybe there's some reason why they do that which they do, which affects you, right? Maybe they're trying to correct themselves and you didn't know that. So by talking to this person or that the, these other people, if it is appropriate and prudent, you might realize things are not as bad as you thought they were. The last consideration then that I will suggest, and it's a little bit harder consideration if you want a more uh tougher to swallow, is to ask yourself if there isn't some predisposition in yourself that causes you to be judgmental toward others. And in this sense, we have to be sincere with ourselves, right? Maybe you're a perfectionist, or maybe you have a very high standard for yourself and for others. But maybe you're expecting too much of everyone else. And therefore, almost everything people do will be somewhat reprehensible or not up to par, let's say. Another predisposition that one has to examine oneself could be that you are naturally insecure about yourself. And that is very common today. We're insecure, and that's okay. It's not something terrible. Sometimes, and I'm just saying sometimes, this insecurity may lead us to want to put people down so that we may find we're not so bad after all, right? So talking others down helps me think, sort of, think better about myself. And one final predisposition that I'll mention, there's many, probably many others, is that of being upset or angry at who I am, at whom you are, right? So if you're, if you're trying to correct something and you're frustrated at yourself, Maybe that leads you to not only dislike what you do and what you are, that might make you become bitter and as a result, start finding faults in others as well, right? So the negativity that we have about ourselves might sometimes lead us to a certain bitterness and to be negative about others as well. Anyway, regardless of which is the case, 
it might be a very good idea to examine yourself and see what might be the reasons behind this tendency of being critical in your judgments. And now let us uh, see another example of a saint, which always is good to help to illustrate, right? Um, and in there, in this example, we'll see how wrong our judgments about other people sometimes could be. Uh, this is what happened to St. Therese of Lisieux. Uh, toward her, uh, the end of her life, she died very young. She had tuberculosis and she suffered a lot, but she, her sufferings were interior. People from outside couldn't recognize anything. So there was a tradition among the Carmelite sisters that if one sister was about to die or died, the prioress of that community, the superior of that community, would have to write some notes or some good qualities or virtues about the one who had just passed away. Now, as St. Therese was on her deathbed soon to die, two other Carmelite sisters were next to her bed. And one of them had a critical view of St. Therese and thought that she was very spoiled, a kind of crybaby, so to speak. So she didn't have a better idea than to tell the other sister next to her, Sister Therese will not live long. And really, sometimes, I wonder what our mother prioress will find to say about her when she dies. She will be really puzzled, for this little sister, amiable as she is, has certainly never done anything worth speaking about. Well, that's the example of this sister criticizing in her thoughts and then in her words, St. Therese. St. Therese of Lisieux, who is in heaven today, thanks to her silent service and love of our Lord, thanks to her humility and her patience, which goes to show how misguided our critical thoughts sometimes can be about other people. Anyway, so thank you very much for spending your time with me today. I do appreciate the fact that you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to encourage others to listen, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you rate this podcast show in Spotify. And if you have any other questions or comments on this or any other episode, do not hesitate to email me at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I would love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. May God bless you. And we will see you next time.